0: Recently, I came across a separate agreement that had been prepared using an online Canadian website that people have to pay to use. I was shocked at how terrible it was. Any of the followers of this podcast would have known immediately that it had many significant legal errors. It was so bad that it would have been better if the separate spouses had just handwritten something out at a table at a busy restaurant. Judges would not know what to do with it and legally could not enforce many of the terms. It was so bad that I'm going to devote this episode of the Ontario Family Law Podcast to showing why separated spouses should not use online separation agreements. I'm John Schumann, a certified specialist in Family Law in Ontario. I'm also mediator, arbitrator and collaborative lawyer. I also wrote a best-selling book on Ontario Family Law, The Guide to the Basics of Ontario Family Law, which is available on the iBookstore, Amazon, Kobo, and in fine bookstores. The best way to separate from your spouse or co-parent is to come to an agreement with them. In fact, as I went over in Episode 79, parents have a duty to try to resolve matters outside of court and to protect their children from the type of conflict that is associated with family court. But at the same time, separated spouses want their agreement to be worth something and to be able to hold their former partners to the terms. Oh, yeah. They really don't want an agreement that won't stand up or is not worth the paper that it's written on because that may doom them to further conflict and litigation down the road. As a starting point, Ontario's Family Law Act says that separation agreements have to be in writing, signed and witnessed. Oh. The online separation agreements accomplish that, but often contain terms that judges will not enforce and they will not hold up and can even cause legal problems down the road. Ah! Let me show you exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to pull up a separation agreement that has been put together by a Canadian website selling online separation agreements. It says draft on it because I did not pay for it and neither should you. Mm. Let's start with the section about children and child custody. This agreement refers to legal custody and visitation. Episode 59 of this podcast was called Why You Won't Get Custody of the Kids. Yep. The purpose of this episode was to not only explain how judges decide parenting cases, but to point out that in March 2021, the federal government and all the provinces repealed the legal concepts of custody and access. Visitation has never been a concept under Canadian law. Mm. There is no way that a lawyer with any knowledge of family law would include the terms child custody, access, or visitation in a separation agreement in the middle of 2023 when I'm recording this podcast. Not only are those terms not part of Canadian or Ontario law anymore, but using them is a clear indication to a judge that the parent is not taking a child-centered approach to parenting matters. As I covered in episode 59, not taking a child-centered approach can lead to some negative repercussions in family court, one of which is that a judge won't respect an agreement that deals with child and parenting issues in the way that the law now requires. Shockingly, this agreement also let me set so-called custody terms for a child over the age of 18. That is not even allowed under Ontario law. Mm. So a judge, looking at this agreement, that the parents would have paid for would likely conclude that the parents did not know what they were talking about and were not putting their children first. And so the agreement should not just be thrown out on parenting matters. Ah! People who follow this podcast would immediately know that this online agreement had problems and they should not follow it. So make sure you listen to episode 59, subscribe, hit the notification bell to understand the latest concepts in Ontario family law. Of course, you should always speak to a good family lawyer to make sure that any agreement is right for you. Let's go on to the section about child support. This section makes no reference to the incomes of the parties. Where the children reside primarily with one parent, the income of the other parent is necessary to determine the amount of child support. Where there is shared parenting, Both parents incomes are relevant. There are several previous episodes on child support that explain how this works. Uh. The online agreement lets the person using the website just pick a number for child support and gets away from that term being completely illegal by putting in brackets after stating that the amount of child support or the amount payable pursuant to the federal support guidelines of Canada. Hmm. Still, there's a lot wrong with that paragraph. First, There is no such thing as the federal support guidelines of Canada. There are child support guidelines that are contained within both federal and provincial laws. The federal child support guidelines apply to married parents who are getting divorced. The provincial guidelines apply to common law or unmarried parents. Referring to a law that does not exist and not listing the right law for child support is clearly a legal error. Mm. Going further, as I said out in episode 81, Parents cannot just agree to whatever child support amount they want. Section 33 sub 10 of the Family Law Act states that a judge making an order for child support must do so in accordance with the child support guidelines. This means that a judge will not respect a separation agreement that provides for a different amount and can order retroactive support going back years and perhaps causing the support paying parent financial hardship even in the face of agreement to a different amount. The only exception to this is if the support provisions in the agreement benefit the child as much or more than the child support guidelines. As a result, when lawyers draft separation agreements that provide for a different amount of child support than under the child support guidelines, they always include an explanation as to why that amount benefits the child more. The online separation agreement does not contain any such terms. The child support guidelines, both provincial and federal, also require parents to contribute to special and extraordinary expenses, or Section 7 expenses. These are certain specified or unusually large expenses that the parents must share in proportion to their income in addition to base support. But the online agreement does not set out how that is supposed to happen. University or college expenses are one of those expenses. As I explained in detail in episode 54, child support continues while children are in school full-time or are unable to work because of disability. Oh. But the online separation agreement just lets parents stop support at age 18. Several court cases have said that child support is the right of the child, so parents cannot give it up on behalf of the children. Further, as I went over in episode 72, a judge will refuse to grant a divorce to married parents if child support is not being paid in an amount that benefits the child at least as much as the child support guidelines. So the online agreement, which does not link child support to income or even disclose the income of the parent, may not just be ignored by a judge, but may result in a judge ordering a huge retroactive child support award and refusing to grant a divorce. On the subject of disclosure, the online agreement is pretty much silent on the disclosure exchange between the parties. Hmm. Not only has the Court of Appeal said that financial disclosure represents the starting point for all family law matters, but Section 56 sub 4 of the Family Law Act specifically allows a judge to throw in a separation agreement if the parties have not exchanged appropriate financial disclosure. Oh. A properly drafted separation agreement makes reference to the financial disclosure that the parties have already exchanged and a statement that the disclosure was adequate and accepted by both parties. Oh. A separation agreement that does not clearly show that there was appropriate financial disclosure will not survive a challenge in court, <coughs> and so it's not worth the paper it is written on. <laughs> (laughs) It will be as good agreement as long as both parents continue to agree to the terms, but if one of them becomes dissatisfied, then a judge can throw out the agreement and might order retroactive financial adjustments. The online agreement has a section called spousal maintenance, and the paragraphs under that make reference to the payment of spousal maintenance. Unfortunately, spousal maintenance is not a term known to Ontario law. There is something called spousal support and it is a bit of a complicated issue. There are a lot of considerations that go into setting the amount of spousal support payable or even determining whether spousal support is payable at all, Ah. which I have covered in previous episodes. What is also concerning about the online separation agreement is that it makes no reference to the objectives of spousal support, which are set out in the legislation, and it also does not reference to the way in which the parties calculate this amount of spousal support. Section 33 sub 4 of the Family Act says that a judge may throw out spousal support terms in a separation agreement or ignore the waiver of spousal support if the provision results in unconscionable circumstances. Separated spouses really hate it when their ex comes back years after separation and asks for more money as spouse support. For that reason, lawyers and several court decisions have set out terms that must be in a contract to show that any circumstances in which the spouses find themselves in the future will not be unconscionable. Oh. Those terms address both the spouse's contemplation of their future and what may occur to them in the future, as well as the manner in which the spouse's support terms were negotiated. Without specific terms that clearly set out those factors to meet the requirements of the family law legislation, judges can throw out the spousal support provisions or the waiver of spousal support in a separation agreement. As the online separation agreement does not contain any of those terms, a judge is unlikely to hesitate in throwing out the provisions and setting out new ones. That can result in some serious financial hardship for one of the separated spouses. Let's look at the pension provisions in this online separation agreement. Those terms are short and almost entirely inadequate. Hmm. Pensions are assets that usually have a very large value, and they are property that is divided under Ontario's Family Law Act. There is a mechanism under the Family Law Act to calculate the value of a pension, and the Act also sets out the ways in which the pension can and should be divided. I covered that in episode 52. Uh, It is suffice to say that this online separation agreement does not contain any reference to those laws or the way pensions should be divided, or even the fact that they have a large value to be divided. It will not prevent one spouse from going after the other spouse's pension in the future. uh, Clearly, that is something that the spouse with the pension will want to avoid. And so this online separation agreement could cause that spouse to have some major legal headaches down the road. I could go on a lot longer about other important things that the online separation agreement gets wrong. Some of those could cause significant financial impact on the separated spouses. For example, it can be very important to address tax issues to avoid capital gains taxes being payable on the transfer of property between spouses, or one spouse taking an unexpected tax hit as a result of the terms of the agreement. The online separation agreement does not contain any of the terms to avoid tax problems. Mm. This is another reason why it is very important to speak to a good family lawyer about the terms of the separation agreement to make sure that there are no tax surprises or other surprises or difficulties down the road with the separation agreement. Ah! These online separation agreements are not worth the paper they're written on. So in addition to listening to the other episodes of this podcast, many of which are linked in the description, separated spouses should speak to a good family lawyer to make sure they understand their rights and responsibilities and other legal requirements to avoid making costly mistakes or perhaps harmful mistakes to them and their children. You can reach my office by calling 416-446-5847. If you need some more general family law or children's law guidance, or you need to understand Ontario Family Law better so you can make better decisions, if you need to know the best parenting options after separation, or if you need to understand how finances work during a marriage or common relationship and after separation or divorce, Get a copy of my book, Guide to the Basics of Ontario Family Law. You can access it immediately on the iBookstore, on Amazon for the Kindle version, or you can download it for Kobo. Amazon can deliver the paperback version directly to your doorstep. You can also get a lot more Ontario Family Law information on www.schumanlaw.ca. Not only are there hundreds of pages of Family Law information and links, but there are links to get my book and links to reach my office to meet with either me or one of my colleagues. You can also set up an appointment to speak to us by calling 416-446-5847. It is always best to get a lawyer who can give you expert advice that is specific to your situation. In addition to my website, keep up to date on family and children's law issues by liking my Facebook page, following me on Twitter and Mastodon at Family Law, and finding me on LinkedIn. Of course, please subscribe to my YouTube channel and hit the notification bell to keep up to date. You can also get the audio versions of the Ontario Family Law podcast on all major podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many more. Or you can get all the episodes at www.humanlaw.ca. Just look for podcasts in the drop-down menu. Thanks for participating in this podcast. We will get together again soon.